You're listening to the 1% Factor Podcast with Coach Shakina, where I talk about how small changes and insights can have the greatest impact over time. Whether it's in life or business, you'll learn principles and strategies that when implemented will help you grow your business and design a lifestyle that's in alignment with who you are and fuels your purpose, passion, and vision. How many of you have felt like you've hit a plateau? Like uh, you've been doing all the things and nothing's been happening or there's so much going on. You don't really know how to move forward in your business, right? If you feel like you've reached a wall, maybe you feel like you just can't get through it. There's too many things. You can't figure it out. You don't know which direction to go, right? It's like a mental block. Those feelings that you're having that you're that are keeping you from getting to the next level, I want to talk about some of that here. But a lot of the things that we're we're going through, we feel like we can't get past is a is a mental block. What I mean by that is one of the things that come up is feeling like you're not good enough. How many of you felt like you're not good enough to coach or train or provide services for your audience or anything like that? Raise a hand if you've ever felt like that. You know, have you ever, and I have, so (laughs) have you ever sat with a group of uh, people who are in a similar profession and you just felt like you were not the smartest one there (laughs) or you felt like you were the dumbest one there, like you didn't bring enough to the table or what you were saying just wasn't as valuable versus what everybody else was giving? I've been there. All those thoughts that you're feeling, right? Or, or for example, have you ever felt like you needed to offer a million things to your audience um, thinking that? You need to do that in order for them to afford you, or maybe because you wanted to appeal to everybody. So imposter syndrome, and that's what this is, is when you doubt your abilities and feel like a fraud, even when you have the experience to back it up. That's what it feels like. It makes you feel like you're the dumbest one in the room when truly, you know, you're not. I felt that way multiple times. And most people, most professionals who are transitioning from corporate to their own business feel the same way. But here's the thing about imposter syndrome, right? It never, never truly grows away. And and especially if you're growing in a way that you should. If you are sitting with a group of people and you feel like you have nothing to contribute that's valuable, you're in the right room, right? You're there to learn and grow. And so taking that mindset shift, um, knowing that you have the knowledge and expertise to be sitting in the same room, builds your confidence, You have to know and understand that you are knowledgeable and have knowledge that's valuable. So how do you get over feeling like you're not good enough? One is to really get comfortable with the feeling itself. And because it's not going anywhere, you might as well sit with the discomfort. As you grow, as you get better, there's always going to be a new level of discomfort that you have to deal with. So here's, I want you to do an exercise when it comes to imposter syndrome. And I'm calling it a brag bile. Uh, I've worked through this with many of my clients and it's a very simple exercise. A brag bile is a list of accomplishments, wins, successes over your lifetime and career. So I want you to go back as far as you can, as far as you can remember. And that could be your earliest childhood memory and just start writing down the things that you were proud of. Now, this could be anything as simple as tying your shoe or riding your bike. It doesn't really matter what it is, but it does matter that you were proud of it, okay? And not what everybody else was telling you they were proud of you for, but that you were actually proud of for yourself. So this is a you exercise. So go back as far as you can remember and then write everything down that you've accomplished. 
in your life, in your education, and in your career. Okay. And then understand that there's no judgment here, right? So when you write these things down, no one's looking at them unless you want them to, but nobody's looking at these things. And when you're done, sit back and review everything that you've accomplished. And you, you'll realize that you've done a lot, you know, more than you've given yourself credit for. I want you to acknowledge that and accept that for what it is, right? So everything on this list is not business related, but because business ownership is a journey, you have the right to use what you've accumulated over the years at your discretion. So review the list, review the list. And every time that you feel like you're either the dumbest one in the room or you're, you're questioning your worth and your experience, those wins that you've, you've had over the years, that the ones that you've written down mean something, even the ones you haven't written down, they mean something. So acknowledge them for what they are. You know, I know many of you are like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to brag. <laughs> okay. You know, I hear you. It's called a brag bio for a reason. You can title it whatever you want. But a favorite coach of mine has always said this that really stuck with me. And he said, you know, remember that it's not bragging if you've done it. You've done all these things. It's not bragging. They're just facts. So when you've completed the list, you can actually truly say you've accomplished some really great things in your life. You can see how much experience you have. You can see where you've created value in your life for other people. You can, and for yourself, you can see where you've added, where you've come to the plate, when you've come to the table and you can sit there and confidently say you've accomplished some things, right? So it's a great tool to have in your arsenal. So keep this close um, when you're done. When you're done, now you can make sure it's visual somewhere or in, in a place where it's simple enough to go to, right? So whether it's on your computer, if it's on um, your wall, if it's on your phone or tablet, whatever it is, make sure it's somewhere where you can uh, get to it fairly easily. So when you're having those moments of doubt and you know feeling like you're just not good enough, take a look at that list. And another thing that is that commonly comes up when people are trying to get to the next level, right? Is going after too many things, right? And this could be familiar to you. So if you have a million projects that you're juggling, you might be going after too many things here, right? So if you're focusing on TikTok because that's where someone told you you needed to be, or you feel like you need to be there because you see how other people are crushing it on TikTok, you know, because maybe maybe things aren't going the way they should in your business right now when it comes to like marketing or, the, or different types of strategies or whatever, you get distracted with things like that. You, you kind of start believing that these ideas are going to work for you or that, you know, someone just told you an idea that this was going to work. And you're like, maybe I should do that because that's what they're saying. But what usually happens is when you start pursuing multiple things, you actually stop doing the client revenue generating things those activities because this new thing is shiny. It's pretty. It, it shines bright like a diamond, <laughs> but it's really just another thing you've created or another project you've started and haven't yet finished. And you're avoiding doing the actual work of generating clients and sales. So even when you do these projects, right? Like I said, you kind of get bummed out because it's not working the way you should, because you're not dedicating the the right effort or the route, or you're not looking at it in the, in the right way in order to generate what it needs to do. You get too distracted by doing other things. So let me offer you a different perspective on this one. You know, hopefully one that will help shift your mindset on new projects and ideas, right? So your body requires 
certain nutrients to grow and stay healthy. Vegetables is a thing that your body requires in order for it to function. Now that could be liquid or, you know, or whatever, you know, smoothies. I'm not a smoothie person, but whatever. It could be liquid and it could be liquid or not, but it's still something your body needs to survive. So your business is the same way. Your business needs vegetables. So without those vegetables, it'll, your body will either wither away and die, much like your business. So generating clients is a vegetable. Marketing in one way or another is a vegetable. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't pursue um, new projects or ideas, but consider if it's a vegetable for your business or not, right? So vegetables, vegetable projects will generate revenue. So example of vegetable projects include, you know, that includes uh, developing a marketing strategy around workshops, attending networking uh, events with um, potential referral partners. It could be creating joint venture relationships or partnerships with other professionals. These things have a direct and usually an immediate impact on your bottom line. So what do you do? The first question is when you are when you have too many projects like you're juggling is asking yourself is is this a vegetable project or is it something else ask yourself if it has a direct effect or nearly direct effect on your bottom line if yes if it's a yes if you've answered yes then you need to prioritize your projects in the order of the effect it has on your revenue all right so the, you, you're going to write out a list of your activities that you're currently pursuing that you're you're currently juggling And then you're going to prioritize them in the order you need to work on them in the order that you need to work on them based on the impact they have on your business. So the ones that have the highest priority and an immediate impact, you work on them every working day and if not daily. Right. So those are your vegetables. The ones that have an immediate or direct impact with your bottom line or your sales are the ones that you work on on a daily basis. Okay. now for the other ones on your list. You get to work on those after you've worked on your vegetable projects. Like, for example, I typically I know that I have to work on sales and marketing at the beginning of my day. But because I'm a creative, I love creating lots of different things. So I have to tame that creative monster for the most part and put those aside until I've done my vegetable projects. So that might mean, you know, reaching out to LinkedIn and connecting with people, making a connection call, referring back to, or connecting with a referral client or a potential client or a client that I have or whatever, right? But those are the vegetable projects that I need to work on on a daily basis, just so that my business stays running. Then I work on the other things and that those other things could be redesigning my website or a program or something of that kind. And so the website design, for example, you may say, I need, you know, you need an online presence, but if I want to redesign my entire website, that's not immediately generating any leads. And even if it has the potential or the idea of maybe I create a store along with that, maybe I create something else that will eventually bring clients in. If it's not immediately impacting your revenue as right now, or it couldn't get clients in the door right now, this week, today, then it has to be put aside for the things that are going to generate revenue immediately. So next here is, you know, one of the things that I see a lot, a lot, a lot uh, for people who are trying to get to the next level, but are struggling is 
looking for the best or right marketing strategy. So this is this is an interesting one here. Like I said, I've been getting a lot of these questions. And so I, it, I figure it, I'd include this. I get the question, what is the best marketing strategy? Is there a best marketing strategy? Fun fact, there isn't one. Seriously. Marketing works if you work it consistently and strategically. So I've heard uh, a lot of things from a lot of different entrepreneurs about not really knowing what type of strategy they should choose. And what I've learned over the years and working with different types of organizations over the years and different types of clients and international is it works if you work it, right? It, it, it doesn't matter exactly what you choose, but um, it does matter the strategy you put around it to make it actually work. There are some conditions that need to be met alongside of it, for, but for the most part, there isn't a right or wrong strategy to do this. Okay. So a lot of times when, when, when business owners are coming to me, it's because somebody's telling them that they need to be doing, I don't know, TikToks or videos or whatever it is that they want to do um, in order for them to generate clients. Right. It, you know, I've, I've gotten the, well, maybe I should do Instagram comments, right. Because you know everything goes down in the DMS, right. <laughs> but you know, it could be anything. Like I said, I work with different types of people here. And what I've found to be uh, truly impactful for people is to choose something that you enjoy doing. So for the solo entrepreneur or a solo entrepreneur with a small team, doing a doing choosing a marketing strategy based off or of what you enjoy doing is one of the most freeing and enjoyable things you will ever do. So here's what I mean by that. Um, I hate exercising. Okay. You, you can't make me do it. Um, going to the gym is not something I look forward to. Even if I put it on a schedule to go, I'm not going. If I go with a friend, I'm not going. That's not happening. Even if I participate with a group, like group sessions, you can't make me do it. I just don't like exercising like that. I do, however, enjoy activities. So I like martial arts. I like doing some sort of sp- sports or uh, uh, walking in the city and sightseeing. And it's not the exercise and it's not exercising in the traditional sense of like going to the gym and using the weights or participating in a class, but it still gets me active and serves the same purpose. And it's something that I truly enjoy, but it still falls under the same umbrella, even though it may not exactly be called exercise or thought of as exercise in the traditional sense. So choose something that you actually enjoy doing, or at the very least, something you can tolerate and do consistently, (laughs) right? And then you're going to create a strategy around that. So there are some boxes, like I said earlier, that need to be checked off to make sure it's a viable strategy, but it's the best thing you can do. I had a client who hated doing videos, but loves to write. So we created a strategy around her writing. I worked with someone who didn't want to do, like didn't want to reach out to people on LinkedIn because she, somebody was telling her, you should do some reaching out on uh, LinkedIn to connect with other business owners. She didn't want to do that. She loved teaching. And so we created a strategy around that for her. But for her, it made sense because that's what she enjoyed doing. And so she found an increase of her clients because she was that that energy of doing something that you love was showing and she was passionate about it. So her passion came across and her knowledge and that expertise came across and people resonated with her. 
So choose something that you vibe with, whether whether you like writing or you like video, or maybe it's none of those things, but whatever it is, choose something that you enjoy, and then you're going to start creating a strategy. So most of the times, you're not going to be creating a new strategy that has never been done before, but it's going to be a strategy that actually works for you. So most of these marketing strategies, like I said, have been done before, and you're not recreating the wheel here. It may not just be called marketing, but you're doing something that still gets the job done that you actually enjoy a little bit more and understand there's always room for you. So whatever it is that you choose, whatever strategy that you create, whatever thing that you enjoy doing, nine times out of 10, you can create a strategy around that to get people in the door. Let's start here. If you could do one thing that you enjoy, what would it be? Outside of what the experts are telling you to do, what would it be? What would that one thing be? Then I want you to answer some of these questions. And depending on whether it answers these questions will determine if it's a good fit or not for you. Does it get you in front of groups of your ideal people? Is it repeatable? Can you develop systems around it? Does it require you to be involved all the time? Yes or no. If it requires you know, you to be present all the time, you may want to consider not doing it unless you want to be involved all the time. So if you've answered yes to the majority of these, then it's probably something that, you know, that's worth pursuing. Okay. So just to be clear, so for, as a, as a summary, you know, I talked about a couple of the reasons why you haven't leveled up in your business. A lot of it's a mindset thing, right? So we talked about feeling like you're not good enough, good enough, and then creating a, a brag bio around the things you've accomplished to increase your confidence and realization that you've accomplished way more than you think, right? Then we talked about going after too many things and pursuing too many things. And we talked about vegetable projects that directly affect your bottom line, right? Going after the, the things on a daily basis that have a direct impact on your bottom line. Then go do all the other creative and shiny object things. Then we talked about looking for the best or right strategy, choosing the best or right marketing strategy. And the summary around that was choosing something that you actually vibe with that actually aligns with who you are and not with what other people are telling you that they believe is right or wrong. So I said earlier that while consuming information is easy, it's also easy to do nothing with the information you've just consumed. So my question around this is, and you can put your answer in the chat, what have you learned in this? What have you learned so far and how are you going to do things differently moving forward? And that wraps up another episode of the 1% Factor Podcast. If you'd like to experience more of this and want to learn how to build a calm, intentional, and impactful business outside of the hustle culture society we live in, go to thefocusceo.co forward slash 1%.